Kane is in the building. <laughs> What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Finding Strong Podcast. We are the podcast that's dedicated to helping people find strong in all facets of their life. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy today's show. Hey everyone, welcome to the Finding Strong Podcast. I'm your host, Pat Gates, sitting here with Mark Bottenhorn. Hello, hello, hello. What's going on, everyone? Hey man, how's it going over there? Good, good. 55 degrees and sunny in uh, Dallas-Fort Worth area here. Oh, just got a, yeah, very nice. Just got a, you know, easy run this morning and then uh, just killed a workout. So I'm sitting actually in the gym parking lot right now. That is good. Good, man. It's, uh, I know it's, it's freezing up here. Just got back from the gym and got a haircut, clanging some, some kettlebells, you know. Nice, man. That's the, that's the life. So we have a really special guest on today. It's second time on the podcast. Uh, great friend of mine, Joshua Stevens. Um, really great friend of the podcast in general. And uh, it's really exciting to, to see him back on for part two. Yeah, he he just I get to really like you to hear a story about Badwater and his different experience with that and what he went through and it's it's an incredible story and I always enjoy talking to him and he's his humility is un, is like unparalleled. Yeah, he's one of the most humble people that I know and he is somebody that uh, can just light up a room and make every single person in that room feel better about themselves. So he's somebody. You definitely want to be around. And as a background, he's overcame so much, which we talked about in our first uh, episode with him, uh, to get to the height of the sport where he is today, you know, professional mountain ultra trail racer. And just more important than that, one hell of a great guy. Um, before we do get into this episode, though, I want to take this time. Um, Joshua and I are actually teammates, and we both run for Spring Energy. They are a great small company. Um, and, you know, when I, I, I had maybe one good race uh, in my life and I, and I reached out to them because I love their products and nothing else was working for me. And I reached out to Rafal, who is the owner, and I said, you know, like, it, basically, I convinced him to take a chance on this, on this kid who wanted to be a mountain ultra trail runner from Detroit. And, um, you know, he looked at some of my past races and, and looked at some of the things I was building with the team. And he was like, you know, uh, we'd love to have you on board. And, I, and I'm so grateful uh, that he's given me this opportunity to run and, and pursue things at the highest level. Um, you know, so whether I'm using, you know, for the 50 mile race and I was using uh, long haul and speed nut to get through as my, as my carbohydrate sources, um, or whether I'm running a shorter 50 K and I'm using Canterbury, uh, long haul power rush, any of those things. Um, you know, these things fuel me for my races. They fuel me for my training. This is not an advertisement. This is very genuine. And I just want to take the time to say thanks. I know Pat, you use Spring Energy. Yep. Michael uses Spring Energy for all of his races. Uh, so we wouldn't be, you know, Joshua and I wouldn't be competing at this level without them. So it's a big, big thanks to them. Um, and then finally, big thanks to uh, Michael. He couldn't be on the intro, but he is um, 
in this episode. And he asked some, some great questions. Like you said, Pat, he balances out really well. So I'm, I'm happy to welcome him to the podcast and on a permanent basis. Yeah, definitely. Before we get into uh, the pod, though, I want to read this review that we got. And uh, I just really want to say thank you to everyone and really appreciate everyone taking the time to like you rate us and leave a review. That means the world to me. And I know it means 57 five star reviews. I mean, that's, that's outstanding. Like, thank you for taking the time to do that. No four stars, no three stars, all five stars. It's like a good college recruiting class. For sure. <laughs> for sure. And hey, I just want to read it's this not one. Michigan State's recruiting class. Oh, man. I want to get, you They're know, two-star you. You know, we can, uh, we can talk about that all day, but, you know, I'm just going to read this review real quick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Focus up, we'll focus on the good stuff, not... <laughs> Well, it's good for me. I hate Michigan State, but yeah. go ahead. <laughs> All right, I was going to get this review. It just, it just one really stood out. So it said, I usually race cars, but I lost a competitive drive needed to exceed on the racetrack recently. I listened to this podcast and learned a lot about how mental toughness can prepare, prepare you for any obstacle. Now I'm taking on new challenges. Thanks, these guys. I'm running my first half marathon in November. And that is – That's badass. That is so That's sweet. That's badass. Yeah, that, that, that motivates me and fires me up to, like – you know, kind of no pun intended, but it shows that we're on the right track, and this is what I want to do. I want, I want to get, through, I want to help people find, like, find the best them, find the best version of themselves. You know. Yeah, the old adage is that if you can positively impact one person, then it's all worth it. Um, we've had, I mean, obviously hundreds, if not thousands, of people reach out about this podcast. Um, I'm just so grateful and humbled to even just be a very minuscule part of somebody's positive so that's just so incredible and so humbling and it fires me up to you man yeah absolutely I, like if, please reach out if you have any questions you want to just you know talk chat whatever you know you can always find me on instagram you know pat x gates you know feel free i'm always open to for a conversation yeah and the last thing i'll say before we get into this episode is that um early on you'll hear that i had some microphone issues um that's been a recurring kind of issue since moving uh, down here to the dallas area um but that will be fixed as of tomorrow. Uh, you'll notice it early on in this episode, but it does get better throughout. So I do apologize in, in, in advance for that. But uh, new microphone coming tomorrow. It's going to be sweet. Let's get into the episode with Joshua. All right, man. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Finding Tron Podcast. I'm your host, Pat Gates, sitting here with Mark Bottenhorn. Hey, what's going on? Michael Benvenuto. Hey, how's it going? And then... We got a real special guest back on the pod, Joshua Stevens. Good evening. How are y'all? Super good. Super cold. <laughs> you must be in Michigan, Pat. Yeah, it is terrible, and the heat in my apartment is kind of, like, messed up right now. So it's like like wear two sweatshirts to bed kind of cold. That's... Yeah, we, we, we're, tr- we're trying to talk Pat into moving out of Michigan. We need to get him west like the rest of us have done. <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't aware that that would require much talking into <laughs> with, no, with, not, with not bad respect to the Motor City. I, I mean, I get it. I love it. But yeah, there's good, clean country living out here, Pat. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, I need to get there. <laughs> All right. So, Joshua, this is this is really exciting because anytime I get to talk with you or hang out with you, it's always exciting for me. Um, but this is especially exciting because this is our 23rd episode. This is the Jordan episode. Ah, <laughs> well, man, I'll try to uh, I'll try to try to live up to the expectations. But yeah, Mark, I'm always uh, I always love catching up with you, and uh, yeah, it's it's an honor and a treat to uh, to join all three of you here tonight. Cool, man. So so last uh, last we left off, you were you were training for Badwater, 
Yes. So why don't you tell us how that went? Give us a little recap of Badwater. Sure. Um, yeah, we, we, we got it done. Um, and, uh, you know, really the general synopsis is uh, it was really uh, an adventure uh, broken into three, you know, smaller journeys. The, the first uh, portion of the race from Badwater Basin, uh, roughly at uh, minus 280 feet below sea level. Um, I started in, a, in the second shift at uh, 9.30 p.m. on Monday night and uh, uh, ran well. Uh, was was pleased with, with my performance through stovepipe wells at, at mile 42. And, I mean, it's all, it's all kind of relative because there are three different waves going on. But I was, I was running up in the top 10 at that point uh, and had made some um, – a couple of poor choices that uh, really I should have known better than uh, having done with uh, supplementing uh, some electrolyte uh, options with, thing, with, with uh, a flavor that I hadn't trained with um, and then uh, combined with uh, a poor choice of trying probably to go out a little too hard. I think I came through 42 at, you know, at 6, 645 and change or something in that neighborhood. Um, and then the, and then the uh, proverbial wheels came off, uh, the cart, uh, and, uh, uh, it was a slog X until mile 50, at which point I, uh, had a, a, a small medical crisis and, uh, had to be <laughs> revived and, and taken back to, uh, uh, where the, uh, where the official race, uh, medical uh, practitioner, the emergency doctor was at and I was out of the game for about two hours and I subsequently dropped from you know somewhere around fifth back to 64th which is not uh not ideal in your race planning uh but uh my team uh really did an amazing job in in conjunction with the race director Chris Cosman and motivating me to get back out and try to make a comeback of it and uh uh yeah from from there um at roughly mile 50 with another 85 miles to go across Death Valley and up to the Whitney portals uh, to just about 8,500 feet above sea level on Mount Whitney. Um, I fought my way back up to 16th place and finished uh, in about 32 hours. That's, that's incredible, man. So um, just for everybody out there, the race starts at negative 200 and how, 80 how feet. Many? Yeah, about 200 negative. It's minus 280. It's the lowest point. Um, it's really it's really just a fabulous concept. It's it's the lowest point uh, on North America. And it's in it starts in the hottest place recorded in the world. Uh, Death Valley, 134 degrees Fahrenheit. And it traverses Death Valley. Uh, and what what most people don't know is it is actually has a significant amount of climbing in the second half. So it's a total 16,000 feet of gain, but you go over three mountain passes uh, and then you, you climb up Mount Whitney, which is the tallest 14er uh, in the contiguous uh, United States. Um, Back in the day, they used to go all the way to the top. Now because of national park service rules, uh, you stop at the Whitney portals at about 8,500 feet. Um, and it's, it's all on road, which is, you know, not, uh, not what I'm typically known for doing. So, um, yeah, and they, you know, I was blessed to be one of, you know, only a hundred athletes that they choose, uh, per annum to, to race it. And, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was spectacular the good, the bad and, and the ugly.
for sure. That's incredible. And um, just because I'm a gearhead and love talking about equipment and things like that, you said you tried a new electrolyte beverage for the <laughs> race. What was that? What was the new flavor that you tried? And what was your what's your normal go to? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm uh, like Mark, I'm, I'm fortunate to work with spring energy. And so uh, electro ride is, uh, is typically what I use now for longer races um will uh supplement with pedialyte advanced pedialyte or there's a uh you know something in that in that area and it and it normally works well um anyone familiar with that kind of geographic area uh, is aware that it's um it's slim pickings in terms of as you get closer to the to the race you know what you're able to get so my crew chief and team who had flown into vegas before me had picked up everything. And that was, um, Scott, it, it, the guy, the guy who was my crew chief, uh, his attention to detail is, is extraordinary. It was just the one thing that kind of, we hadn't discussed. He got me, um, uh, I think it was like an apple flavor. Uh, and yeah, that, uh, that didn't work well. And you generally <laughs> want to figure that out on a test run, not on, <laughs> not on your biggest race of the year. Um, and there was a little added pressure when we spoke last time. And I was not only trying to finish well at Badwater, I was trying to uh, trying to uh, win the 2019 Badwater Ultra Cup or the fastest combined time of all three races. So, yeah, uh, you know, the, the universe decided to see just how badly I, I wanted to, to win the cup this year. Wow. And what was the discussion like with medical and your team at the 50-mile mark? Well, I mean, what, what yeah. was going through your head? What, what were they saying? Kind of take us inside the huddle on that one. Sure. Yeah. So um, two of the team members, two, two or three of them were there at the time. It's, it's a little bit, it's, it's a little bit foggy, you know, from roughly at about, about a mile out of stovepipe wells, um, mm -hmm. you're starting this climb up over called Towns Pass. And it's about a 5,000 uh, foot uh, vertical gain uh Jeez. on that climb uh over over about eight miles so i mean it's not it's not crazy but it's definitely it's definitely stout and the, the uh, way that you speak the way that you speak so casually about these elevations <laughs> is remarkable let me just interrupt you there <laughs> thanks man i mean it's i mean again it's i, I i'm blessed to live in the, in the colorado rocky mountains um and so there's it's always perspective right sure uh, but yeah it's definitely stout it was definitely in it's it's in death valley so it's uh, and uh, it, it was uh, it, it started to get a little foggy. Um, I had never vomited uh, in in my career, my you know my relatively short career as a as a pro trail runner, and uh, so that that caught me off guard. And it was it was pretty profuse for about ten minutes, and then my blood pressure dropped um, kind of as a result. And um, yeah, I was I was doing uh, you know kind of the death walk and. Then, then, you know, then the leaders had started to pass and, uh, I got to about mile 50, the crew chief, you know, thought he, we needed to have a conversation. And frankly, I, I thought I was done. I didn't think that I could recover from it. I was a little bit dejected that, um, a race that I'd prepared, um, so, so, uh, so hard for, and I put so much of myself into was unraveling and, it's it's not an inexpensive expedition. There are a lot of people, you know, counting on 
on me to do well. And, uh, but fortunately they all kind of rallied around me and, uh, they knew that I was going to have to require some medical attention because evidently I'd, I'd passed out. And, um, so they, they, you know, drove me back down to, uh, to, uh, stovepipe wells, uh, to where, uh, they had one of, uh, of the medical, um, evaluation facilities. And one of the cool things about bad water is it's called staking out. So you can, wherever your furthest progress is, you can, you get a stake and you put it in there and it's verified and, you you know if if they don't want anyone to die obviously that's bad press so you know yeah if, you'd think so <laughs> right i mean it's generally frowned on uh on uh, on the interwebs so it's uh yeah so they got me back there and it took two hours to uh give me you know they didn't do anything that would risk disqualifying me so that you know i didn't get an iv or you know i got oral rehydration and basically monitored and and then the team got me back on the road, and uh, yeah, we we made we made a hell of a go at it. Uh, after that, and uh, wasn't passed by anybody, and you know, for for the last seventy five miles of the race. Wow! And it, it sounds like you were there was a pretty serious doubt cycle working through your brain at that point. Was yeah. there any one thing that somebody said to you that, or any one thought that came into your head at a point of time during that two hours that kind of snapped you out of it? Oh, yeah, that's it. I think it, it was kind of a collective, um, you know, uh, you know, my girlfriend at the time uh, was instrumental and uh, and just, you know, just really convincing me that I was able to do it. My crew chief um, picked up a, a piece of uh, gear that uh, my family had made. I've, you know, I've got three uh, I've got three younger children. And they had uh, anyone who like uh, YouTube's or Google's or watches this stuff, uh, you'll see it at Badwater. It's kind of like industrial size sprayers, these kind of manual pumps. You know, you miss people with it. Um, but uh, my my brother, who also lives here in Colorado, had done something really kind, and that was um, he took the bottle uh, and had all these pictures of my family on it and kind of laminated it on there and uh, oh, that's it, awesome yeah it was really it was really cool and uh and i remember looking at a picture of my my daughter who's my oldest and you know they they, they all kind of knew when to push and pull and, and it wasn't anything mm-hmm. orchestrated or um it wasn't anything uh prefabbed it was very organic and and you know they know uh, I, I, I'm definitely, you know, not the, uh, most talented guy on the course, but I, I pride myself in being a pretty tough guy. And they knew if they just got me to, to keep thinking about it, we'd get it going again. And, and, uh, I'm very blessed that we did. Yeah. So like, how, how was that to battle back to like up to climb back to 16th? <laughs> yeah, man. Um, greatest experience I've ever had running. Uh, you know, the, the field is full of, um, as extraordinary runners. I mean, a new, a, a new men's and women's course record was set. Uh, you have some of the most elite 24 hour, uh, long distance runners in the world competing. And, uh, every, again, they, the, you know, the, the board, uh, the board, uh, uh, picks handpicks a hundred, uh, people each year. And so, you know, to, to, to fight for any spot is, uh, is tough. And, uh, yeah, we just, we, you know, we turned it on 
and uh, started getting after it. And uh, it's it, it's it's really hard to vocalize because so much of it was emotive, and so much of it was um, just beginning to uh, it, as momentum began to build, as we kept moving up and kept moving up and kept moving up. Uh, you know, we were all inspired to. Uh, to go to to dig you know dig into depths uh, into places that you know had been unexplored, and I remember on the last the the, the climb the finish of that race is um, unquestionably the hardest uh, finish of any race that I've ever participated in. It's essentially a thirteen mile climb, so you're, <laughs> you've run you've run one hundred and twenty two miles. And then you then you essentially climb upwards of the average about you know eight or nine percent grade from Lone Pine up to eighty five hundred feet. Um, that will that will get your attention. And yeah, we, and I think we I passed four people, uh, four athletes in the last three point six miles. And and the the greatest uh, the greatest part of that experience. And it's uh, it's I think the it's one of the pictures on my Facebook profile. Um, it's, uh, I had, uh, I had started the race in my ship with, uh, another veteran named, uh, Mossy Smith, uh, who is, you know, is a legend. I'd actually read about him in, in an ESPN, uh, article last Christmas about one of his bad water runs. And we'd started the race and as both of us, uh, as, as former uh, military officers, you know, there's a connection and a bond and, our races went completely different. So I went out ahead and then blew up and he being a veteran just kind of <laughs> like stayed steady. Um, but within a quarter of a mile from the finish, uh, as I, I, you know, as I was moving up, I knew I was in the top 20 at that point. Uh, and about a quarter of a mile, uh, left, uh, as we approached, uh, I saw one other runner, uh, and his, and his pacer, uh, and my pacer at the time said, don't, you know, don't make a move until you know you can hold it. Um, and I said, I need a minute. And uh, when I was ready, I said, let's go. And we came up around him. And I looked and it was my guy. And uh, I said, well, <laughs> we're going to finish this together. And it was uh, so we, we tied coming in uh, at 16th uh, together. And uh, he had uh, his crew had uh, an American flag that we get to carry across the finish line. And uh, that's when I. I was also told that I had uh, held held off the competition and, and had managed to win the win the cup for the year. So that is a really a really special moment. Wow! Yeah, how, how yeah? How soon after finishing did they run up to you and tell you? Was there a, a break in between, or I mean, were you no, just sort we, of we, sitting we, in the moment of finishing <laughs> the race, or did you immediately jump to, "Oh my God, how close was I?" No, uh, we kind of knew. Um, we kind of knew uh, that, you know, where I was, um, it, you know, in, in respect to the, the field. And the, and the main guy that uh, the main guy that I was competing against, or, you know, he had I think he had like a 42 minute lead on me going into the race, which at Badwater is, is you know, it's, it's a, that's still neck and neck. That's very close. Um, but he had he had unfortunately for him had had dropped earlier and that was that was the the thing that my uh my my former girlfriend at the time used to 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 motivate me was she got me on the phone when i was in the medical facility i'm like i can't do this i can't i'm i'm you know 
fucking done. I'm cooked. There's no, I can't do this. Um, and she said, Don dropped. And I was like, son of a gun. <laughs> so, and now I have to, like, now I have to go do it. Like if all I got to do is all I got to do is not completely implode. Um, so yeah, that was, that was, uh, it was well played. Like I said, I surround myself with, with people who are all, uh, smarter and better looking than me. Yeah. Uh, you can ask Mark and, uh, and those people always seem to manage to, to get me to look like a good guy at the end of the day. Wow. Hey and, Joshua. Yes, sir. Uh, I, so, you know, when you, when you face those moments of adversity in the race, like it's pretty natural with all races, this race, especially being the motherfucker that it is. Um, do you think that any of your time, you know, back in the army Rangers or special forces, do you think that, that that has kind of sharpened you to the point where you could pull from that and, you know, all the things you learned, all the, all the things you've been through. Yeah. That helped you in these moments. Yeah. Yeah. So perspective, um, and, and when we discussed earlier about elevation and, and, uh, and, and vertical gain, those kind of things, I think in life, uh, context is, is the most important, uh, thing that we can keep our eye on. Right. So, all of us have stories and all of us have, uh, have, have difficulties and challenges. And, and there's no doubt that um, not only, you know, not only my 20, you know, four years in the army, but, you know, growing up, um, you know, as the son of a ship, you know, in a shipbuilding family on the coast of Maine, like I, I've never had anything easy. I've never had anything really, you know, I, I'm privileged in, in certain ways, but I always had to kind of earn my, my keep and um one of my favorite one of my favorite vignettes is uh is is a story if you guys will uh if you guys will indulge me it's about uh going ha- having gone through the u.s army's ranger school and when i went through it in the early 90s uh it was four phases uh, there was the fort benning phase in fort benning georgia and then back then there was the desert phase in white sands new mexico and the mountain phase in dahlonega georgia and then finally this the swamp and jungle phase in, in uh, Florida. Uh, and a guy that was a year, um, a year senior to me had gone through and, and he was, uh, he was involved. Um, and, and now, you know, in what's famous, the movie came out and Ridley Scott's adaptation, 2001, a black Hawk down came, came out and it's based on Mark Bowden's uh, initially his work in the Philadelphia Inquirer and then, and then the book black Hawk down. But, I had a uh, I had a colleague uh, in the 10th Mountain Division with me who had uh, he was in what was referred to as the Lost Platoon, and the Lost Platoon was uh, the 10th Mountain guys that had to partner up with the Malaysian APCs and Pakistani tanks to try to get into the the crash sites to extract uh, the Delta operators and, and, and Rangers who were securing those. And, and but bottom line is. It was not a pleasant experience, and uh, and they met heavy resistance. They had to abandon their vehicles, um, you know, create a security perimeter within in a compound. Um, and and this colleague of mine is you know surrounded by you know generally much younger guys, you know, in 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 an infantry platoon. Uh, and uh, his radio telephone operator, the guy who carried his radio at one point, kind of started to lose it and said. Sir, we're, we're, we're all going to die. And, and Sean's response was, yeah, but it's still not as hard as Ranger School. And, <laughs> and I, said, uh, I said, that is fucking fantastic. <laughs> that is 
Uh, yeah, and so I, you know, if I'm not getting blown up by a roadside bomb or or shot at or having to fast rope or jump out of a plane, it's just running. I mean, it's uncomfortable, but it's just running. <laughs> but it it sounds like though, um, not only do you have that in reserve, you know, you've got that experience to lean on, but uh, in that underdog mentality, like you talked about, but it also sounds like you kind of run on love too. You know, you run yeah. with the inspiration from your girlfriend, you run with inspiration from your family uh, and yeah. your kids. And, and for me, I made that transition, you know, running from that underdog mentality to running with that like loving feeling. And to yeah. me, the combo of those two, that's unbreakable right there. I, I agree. I love that. Yeah. Um, well, Mark knows me well. I mean, he's been around me. I'm uh I'm nothing if not passionate, probably more more so than the people in my inner circle like at times, but and a little fucking crazy too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I love you I always I've always run with a bit of a chip on my shoulder. I love you know, I love being in spaces where uh, you know, you're surrounded by, by guys that, uh, you know, we're blue chip recruits at, at top running programs or, um, they're, they're getting all the love from, uh, you know, I run far and, and they're, you know, they're, they're in those kind of spaces, but, uh, I love, I got a blue collar, you know, Irish kid, you know, scrapper mentality. I'm going to, I'm going to go do the work every day. Uh, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to show up on race day. I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to be a head case or, you know, I'm not going to be, uh, you know, um, someone who's, uh, you, you know, does, doesn't understand the gravity uh, of the day and that you're, you're in. And, um, but it, you know, when it all comes down to it, it's all, you know, it's all derivative of, of love for me. Again, I, what you, you asked me previous, previously about my military experiences, it's not so much guys, the, it's not so much, yeah, I went through this and this was awful or I went through this and this was really physically demanding and somehow I'm able to manifest um, those experiences into a faster race. It's that I, I, my love comes from uh, that I get to do it because in a hospital bed on Thanksgiving day uh, at Womack Army Medical Center in 2011, I was told by one of the top neurosurgeons in the country that I'd never run again, much less sign a pro contract. And you know, and then you juxtapose that against all these amazing guys that I've sadly lost well before their time, who in many cases were, you know, better husbands and better fathers and, and better, you know, humans than me. There's this, there's a passion that comes from living literally every moment I have uh, to its greatest capacity. And if I don't have that, then uh, and then I'm just, you know, then I'm just mailing it in and, and that's unacceptable. Yeah. Josh, I think, first of all, that was, that was uh, beautiful there. Um, and you know, you talk about the chip on your shoulder thing and I know when I talked to you about this, it just reminds me of the time that, uh, I'm not going to mention his name, but the race director of the George death race wouldn't let me in the race Yeah, um, <laughs> because he, he said that. He hadn't heard of the while he acknowledged that it was one of the fastest 50ks in North America. He hadn't heard of the race, and I'm like, "Well, I beat the guy yeah. who came in third place at Georgia Death Race." Yeah, yeah. And Pat was there. I mean, I will like with all due respect to him, he's one of the best ultra runners in, in, in the country. But yeah, I, yeah. I, I I destroyed him, yeah. and they wouldn't let me in the race. So I trained so hard for the next six months. Yeah, and I was like, you know, just like I just went insane. Yeah, because I had this underdog like chip on my shoulder thing. Yeah, 
and uh, <laughs> I'm not going to get any of the race, but it, it translated well to other races. So that's a, I just thought that story was funny because it, it was uh, yeah, it was this, something I was talking to you about a while I, back. I, I love it, man. This is a small community, and, and, and the and those clowns that that talk smack. Here's the thing: very rarely do they ever have the courage to say anything to your face. And and very well, I mean, never. I've I've never yeah. had a, I've never had anyone. <laughs> yeah, don't on don't give person. him don't give him any credit. <laughs> you know, yeah, I've never had a race director or a competitor or someone who you know felt like <laughs> felt like they had the courage that day to say anything. Um, but you know, you know what's you know what you what's out there, and you know the energy out there, and. The, by and large, we have so many just incredible people in this sport, and and, and the vast majority of them are um, top notch. Um, you know, first rate guys and gals, and you know, you know where I live. I'm just surrounded by um, humble world class athletes. But yeah, yeah, I get it. I mean, I do always have a chip on my shoulder because whether it's real or imagined. Uh, I'm always assuming someone's counting out the, the soon to be 49 year old guy who had his neck broken twice. <laughs> not, yeah. I wasn't the, I wasn't the, uh, I wasn't the guy that they were, you know, picking to be a, a top 10 guy in any, in any race I've been in. Oh man. Uh, I, I got two more gear questions for you. Uh, yeah, you said that, um, you know, being an experienced trail runner and having this race be on the road, how did that affect footwear like what shoes did you go with for this race dude how did you it. prepare for that love it so uh first much love to um uh, ultra who i'll be running with again uh next year uh, whoop, it was, whoop. You, yeah it was a, it was a big change for me um and i want to give shout outs to uh to michael john mcknight uh and jason schlarb and and the guys that uh, that got me uh on the program there so yeah it's the uh, the ultra duo was my weapon of choice, and it was Schlarb. Jason Schlarb is the guy that, that got me onto that shoe, and it was ideal for uh, for those uh, conditions. I switched at some point um, to I think the Torin uh, 4.0 uh, just to get a difference. It I just needed a different feel. It was like mile at it was like mile one ten or something. And I just sure. needed to feel something different, <laughs> as you can imagine. Um, yeah, yeah. And, but I I raced the Torin, um, but uh, for for probably maybe ten miles. But the rest of this year, to include, you know, pacing, you know, Matt Daniels at Western, I, I will, you know, uh, you know, from from Forest Hill through Cal Street uh, down to Rocky Chucky, I wore I wore the uh, the duo the entire season and it was uh, by far the best season i've ever had racing did you uh did you have that newer version that like a 2.0 version uh, or were you still running in the older one the the, the 1.5 uh and i was running the first version I, and i've transitioned uh they've got me kitted up with with some of the 1.5s uh for my next race next month very cool. That's a that's yeah. a shoe. The duo's my go to for like the long, slow distance runs. It's my beautiful go to yeah. treadmill shoe. That's a that's a great shoe. Oh, and then it's, just it's built for the treadmill. But I don't. I, yeah. Mark 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 knows. I don't know anything about treadmills, but <laughs> I, I, I can imagine. <laughs> and then a, a, another question, just about ultras, because I've I, yeah. I I've always wanted to ask this: as you're going through a race that's thirty two hours, 
I mean, yeah. are you are you able to do like a full change? Because I can't imagine rocking the same shorts and shirt for thirty two hours. I mean, it, oh, it would. A good question. Um, I think I changed. It's a little <laughs> thick. I changed. You know, it's a little fuzzy. I mean, it was. Uh, you know, it's kind of. Uh, if you any if any of your listeners, you guys are uh, familiar with the great Francis Ford Coppola film. Um, Apocalypse Now, the adaptation of mm-hmm. Joseph Conrad's Heart of Darkness. It's, it's the great uh, Marlon Brando scene where he's kind of having those fever sweats <laughs> in the cave. Like, really kind of after mile 50, it's, it's, uh, it's it, like I, I felt like it was Johnny Depp and Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. I think I did <laughs> short guys. Uh, I may have pissed myself. I'm not sure. I mean, there's a whole heap of things that happened, but I do think I changed from you know a couple a couple of outfits. Hey, <laughs> I remember holding a towel up for you at Leadville so you could change. Oh, I know. Um, like, I'm so bashful. But you turned the wrong way. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Floyd Landis got a real good shot of uh, Stevens. <laughs> Poor guy, oh, Floyd. <laughs> so much therapy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, it's yeah. I I think I think I did. Um, I think I wore the same shorts the whole time. Uh, I've got, uh, I've got a, a pair of two times you and, and Mark actually has the same pair um, with a couple of my sponsors lo- labels on there. But um, it's a, it was a really good compression, medical grade compression short uh, that didn't chafe. And I think so. I changed duos twice just and then once with the torn, um, but maybe just a, a shirt change. But it was all, it's all a dream, fellas. So, what socks <laughs> did you wear? Ah, uh, Stance. So, I, I got Good. on board with those guys this year. Yeah, Stance. And, um, let me give a shout out to Stance Run and then Smith Optics. Those are two, two, uh, uh two companies that I joined forces with, uh, this year. Uh, and that turned out to be huge. Stance socks are just so rad. Completely. Wow. Dope. That's, that's good. I'm glad you're not with that, uh, other unnamed sock brand anymore no after i felt they did me wrong yeah by also joining me. yeah i can't i can't do my little brother like that f those guys so so here's I, the, i'm i had too much caffeine i'm burning bridges here <laughs> <laughs> well i'm getting ready to retire in a couple of years so what can they do <laughs> so so what so here's a good question what's what do you do after you finish that race you find out you've won the series how do you yeah. celebrate Oh, uh, in the fetal position in the hotel, crying. <laughs> yeah, they took they took they took me my, they uh, they took me back to the hotel, uh, and uh, and and uh, my my former girlfriend wrote a really nice uh, like post just to let people know what was going on. But I remember them having to carry me to carry me in, uh, which I'm not super proud of. Um, and there was some whimpering going on. Um, and, but the worst thing is it, the longer races. So I've been doing this for a hot minute and, and my recovery has historically gotten much better with experience. Um, you know, there's, there's a whole host of things that I've incorporated, but, um, that first 24 hours after especially a hundred mile or longer is it's God awful. Your body is in complete revolt. It is so pissed. Has no idea what you just did to it, um, <laughs> and so you can't. You're exhausted, but you can't sleep. Um, your your fatigue, uh, your muscular skeletal system is completely broken down. 
but there's so many impulses. There's so much going on that you basically just sit there and, and wretch. I mean, it's kind of like, uh, you know, the, it, yeah. I mean, you're just, it, it, I, I remember being in a hotel, but just, just, pray, you know, please God make this stop. Like, just there, let, me, let me go to sleep. Um, and so there must know, be something in the, uh, like in the, in the physiology of like the fight or flight where you've been fighting for so long that sure. the body just thinks it's got to keep going. Yeah. Uh, that there's no way that it's over. <laughs> Maybe well, you went too far past yeah. the limit. <laughs> yeah. I think, I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I can't spell physiology much less understand, <laughs> you know, the implications of, of what that demand was on my body. Yeah, it was, it was pretty awful uh, for a few, few hours. And then uh, uh, and w- what I hope, you know, we come back to the, the bookend of this season was, you know, you know, finishing the double and doing in Leadville 30 days later. But I, I was at the award ceremony, um, you know, some, some time later that day, uh, which was great because I, I met Bruce Adams, the, the New Zealand guy that helped revive me when I, when I passed out. Uh, on uh, on Towns Pass, uh, but then I remember sitting at the table with with my team and a couple teams adjacent to us, and uh, and looking at them, saying, "Well, I'm, I have to, I have to fucking defer. There's no way I can do Leadville in 30 days. This is ridiculous. Like, I, I can't, I can't fall asleep right now. Um, I think I'm, I think I'm peeing on myself. Like, I, there's no way." Uh, but yeah, it's remarkable what we're able to do with that, you know, 24 to 48 hours of recovery. Take us through Leadville now, because, um, you know, as a background, I was, I was with you as part of your crew in Leadville, um, in 2017, where things didn't really go how we, we planned out and dropped at like mile 70 something. right? Yeah. Mile 70. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was, um. I remember when we, when you and Pat and I talked uh, a little while back, I said, uh, I said, I've already manifested that finish. I've already seen it in my mind. And, and it's so much sweeter because of my failure, because of, uh, because of just not getting it done in 2017 and feeling like I let so many folks down um, to include myself. Uh, this year was, uh, yeah, it was sublime. It was everything that, you know, we talked about on the previous podcast. It was, um, you know, so hard that the first, you know, the first part of the race went well, I was really fit. I'd had a, you know, my, my season had begun really well. Um, but you know, I, I had the blessing of being just a handful of people, um, you know, to have run bad water and lead bill within 30 days. And by the time I started to climb on hope pass, I knew, I knew I was going to have to get after it because I felt like garbage. Like I just, it was <clears throat> my body had, uh, my body, it started to call in markers and it was, it was tough. Um, by the time I got down to, you know, Winfield, I was <laughs> hanging out with Dave Goggins, who was not, you know, <laughs> no happier than I was. Um, and then, but again, contact, just seeing, seeing, uh, guys and gals, you know, seeing Cat Bradley, uh, you know, from, from here in Boulder, uh, and Ryan, at, and just like seeing so many people I knew fighting through that day uh, and, and fighting through the demands that the Leadville 100 trail race puts on you. Um, but the, 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 the real catalyst, Mark, this year, the big difference was, um, again, I had, through positive mental visualization, had seen myself 
finish the race this year. But coming up out of Winfield a few miles out, I ran into my pal Dave Mackey. Uh, and anyone uh, who hasn't needs to see uh, Leadman, the, the Dave Mackey story. But, you know, Dave, a fellow Mainer, a guy my age, um, one of the most legendary and elite uh, ultra runners in, in, in the history of the sport, you know, I was coming down with a, with a prosthetic leg you know, at the knee. And, uh, you know, we just did a fist bump. It was quiet. You know, we didn't, there was not a lot of talking. Um, um, and I, I knew that, uh, if Dave was out there, was out there, uh, doing it, if my brother was out there doing it, then, then I would get it done that day. And, and we did, it was pretty, uh, it was pretty spectacular. That's outstanding. So I, I was so happy to, I mean, I had no doubt in my mind that you were going to, that you were going to finish it and crush it. And I was so excited. Um, Pat and I were tracking you at Badwater, and all that was really exciting. But just seeing you do that was was so good. I mean, that that time when I was in Leadville with you, yeah. I don't know. I, you probably remember, but I was like, I'm never going to do an ultra <laughs> at all. It, yeah. it, it doesn't look great. I was hot. I it? was cold. I was freezing to death. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I remember Mark. Mark legitimately called me like the next day. He's like, he's, I'm fucking. I don't think I'm going to run ever again. <laughs> Well, Mark is Mark's uh, he's, he's, high water mark is is still well in his future, and he he's he's going to. But I I can appreciate it because uh, the year he saw me, I was uh, uh, let's see what's a what's a good what's a good way of saying it? Uh, shit show. Yeah, I look like a shit show. It was not uh, it was not great, and so I, I I probably would have scared off anybody who was considering the sport as a as a, as, a, as, a, as something they'd want to get into, but. Yeah, Mark. Mark is that Mark has got the grit. He's he's got what it takes. But he knows. I, I wish he'd been out there. I wish he and Britt had been out there to to see me, you know, come down that final stretch uh, this year and have uh, have have Cannon uh, and Merrily, you know, call my name and do my little bio that they do for every runner. Uh, but there's definitely something special uh, about having done two of the most iconic races in the history of the sport within, within 30 days. And I was just a vessel. It's, it's all the people around me. And even though Mark wasn't here for 2019, he's still part of my Leadville journey. Well, I appreciate that. I think the, the reason it was probably so hard for me is you go from like seeing you to me, you like, you were like invincible, right? <laughs> I mean, like you, you overcame all these things. Like I, I look up to you, obviously like a, like a big brother. And uh, when you see somebody that you love and care about and you see them in that much pain, like when we drove back to pick you up in the middle of the woods, 70 miles into that race and yeah. the way you looked and just like helping you into the car, I was like, yeah, it was a little bit frightening, honestly. Yeah, it was. I, I looked awful. I looked like a ghoul. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. I mean, you're, you're, everything is, uh, yeah. I mean, there's, a, there's a whole host of things that contributed to me probably, you know, in retrospect, I should have never towed the line in 2017, but you learn about ego. Uh, the great thing about ultra running is that it will break you down. Um, and it doesn't take prisoners. Uh, it doesn't give you quarter. Uh, it is what it is. And, um, one of the things I love about Mark is that he's earning his stripes because I know the quality of runner that he is. And we live in a, we live in an environment 
where you can create a false um, personality, uh, a, a two-dimensional creature in the social media world that, it, it, you know, when it comes, when the rubber meets the road, you either have it or you don't. And the great thing about ultra running is it will call you on your bullshit. The day, you know, 2017, I shouldn't have run that race, but I had to, it took me else to figure that out. That's a, that's a lesson uh, that smarter people learn way earlier than me, <laughs> but it gave me context for 2019, which has been the most sublime and extraordinary experience for me, you know, in this kind of, this world of hobby jogging, it's, you know, it's, you know, uh, so I'm glad that Mark and you got, you know, Pat, I'm, I really am so grateful that you guys followed it. Um, but I know what Mark's talking about. I've seen pictures of me. <laughs> I've seen pictures of me at that time. And uh, yeah, it, it wasn't good. But I, I hope I hope that Mark, uh, <laughs> don't use those as context. If you'd seen me finish this year, you'd been like, all right, maybe I'll do it. <laughs> yeah well i'm just worried because you're at an advanced age now I and i know you're old so i don't want anything to to happen to you, you can't bounce back like the like a young stallion like well, me well i'm gonna you I, know? I but i'm gonna paraphrase uh ricky bobby and talladega nights with my income and the advances in science there's no reason to believe i can't live to two three hundred <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you, man. We, we, I'm with you, man. <laughs> and, and if it doesn't work out, I'm, you know, I've already made Mark the executor of my, uh, my will. He's going to be taking care of me in my, uh, feeble, feeble oh, state. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Just right around the corner, boss. He'll still, he'll still be making schedules. <laughs> yes, he will. <laughs> so no, I'm not. Yeah. Mark, it was, uh, this was, uh, this was a huge year for me to, you know, to finish Leadville. Yeah, that that one won't go away for a long time. So, you know, you know the the old saying is that like you experience life in a in a day when you're running a hundred mile race, right? Yeah, yeah. What did you take away from those uh, two lifetimes plus that you lived during those two races? I think what was the biggest takeaway from those two races specifically that you you know yeah. conquered back to back? I have the best people in my life. Yeah, I I have the I have the most amazing the most amazing people in my world. You know, I'm just, whether, you know, Mark's been around, you know, me for a while, as, as we've already, you know, stated, but whether I'm running 24 hours on a treadmill or I'm running across Death Valley or I'm running up, you know, uh, over Hope Pass, um, you know, I'm blessed to be working and, and have signed a deal with, with Matt Trappy and, and, and Nine Mine to do a, a film basically on, you know, my experience, um, and, and, you know, the bookends or, or this year. And, the, you know, the title of the film is, uh, from death Valley to hope pass. Um, and the takeaway for anyone who, you know, gets into this crazy business, either as a pro or an amateur, or just an enthusiast is a lot of people pay lip service to this. Well, I, I couldn't do this you know, without these people or whatever, that that's a fact, particularly if you're doing it at a high level, you know, I, I ran because that's what I'm good at doing. You know, I'm pretty good. I'm a pretty solid runner. Um, but I'm a better person, uh, at surrounding myself with extraordinary human beings. And my takeaway from, from this year is I deeply love and care for the people, uh, who put me in the position to do these races. See, 
you could talk about so many things about how you won the uh, the the Ultra Cup and, and accomplished some of these. You know, you were first male at the the Salton Sea Badwater, right? You could talk about all these things in that situation, and you could talk about yourself, but instead you you're talking about the other people around you. I mean, that's truly, truly very humble, and it's uh, I just I'm in awe like by it. So that that's that's incredible. Well, I mean, if if there's anything I've learned, guys, is you know, we all kind of traverse the same life experiences, and if you're if you're privileged enough to grow up um, the way that we all do uh, in in you know the most prosperous country uh, at the most prosperous time in, in the history of the world, uh, particularly me um, as a white heterosexual male. Uh, I, I know how good I have it. I recognize that. Um, Mark and I have talked about this, um, gents. Uh, it's PRs and course records and uh, Strava segments. It, it's literally stardust. It doesn't matter. It, it literally doesn't matter. If you use that to motivate yourself in, uh, in you know, an intrinsic way, that's good. Uh, if you need it extrinsically, like I have to beat that person, um, you're you're in for a tough road to hoe. And I, you know, Mark, when I look at you, and, and you know, Mark and I um, lovingly refer to each other's, you know, big brother and little brother. It's because of all the mistakes I made in my twenties and thirties, and it's, it's because of the times I was self obsessed. It was because of the times I thought what I was doing really mattered um in some sense of of ego and if if it's if i show any humility now it's just because i've learned that um what you know when you're on your deathbed you're not going to be worried about did i otq something or did i was i on the podium or just off it i'll remember you know i'll remember mark holding up a towel so i could change my britches you know that, i mean that's a good friend the rest of the rest of it's all bullshit you know and so i i, I don't want anyone to think oh i mean, like how wise this guy's got like i just i've learned the hard way for so many times um when i when i rotate <laughs> off the mortal coil i just want to think of the people who love me and, and that i've loved in return yeah that's incredible i mean I, I share those those views with you, and, and I say it often. Like, we run around the woods, or in the mountains, or in the desert, or on a track, and, and like, sometimes we do it kind of fast, sometimes we don't, and it right. doesn't fucking matter. It's so arbitrary. It is. Um, yeah. What matters is how you live, and, and what you do, and how you treat the people around you, and, and yeah. how gently you can live. Yeah. Um, and you know, I think like when I was probably fifteen through through twenty two, I didn't get that, and. Uh, you know, I, I feel so lucky to be in a position where I understand that now. Yeah. Um, and, and probably everybody goes for that mistake. And we all know, taking your advice and learning so much from you has is, is been an honor. And, you know, being able to learn from Michael uh, as well and, and, and from Pat, too. I yeah. mean, Pat, I beat his ass in everything. But he's got the he's got the coolest nickname, old Bowlegs. I mean, no. that's <laughs> so freaking rad. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean... I think that's honestly a great place to end this. You, and not only have you done all this, but, but been an inspiration to so many, but you've raised a lot of money uh, for a certain charity, haven't you? Yeah, I've done, uh, we, we've done some good stuff. 
yeah, we've uh, we've done some good stuff for Heron Project, five hundred one C three, based out of uh, Providence, Rhode Island, and the namesake is uh, Chris Heron, former NBA player uh, who battled with uh, heroin addiction for ten years, um, and then right here in our hometown uh, or my hometown uh, area, Boulder, with Suffer Better. Uh, so if any any of the listeners, um, yeah, if you want to hit me up on social media. Uh, hell, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll give you my email address. Like if there's anything you want to do, um, for the betterment, uh, of the world that we live in, I would encourage you to just, just to look up suffer better and look up Heron project. Um, and if the spirit moves you, you know, uh, do, you know, do something good for, for someone who, uh, is going through a tough time. Yeah. I love that, man. Joshua, thank you for, for all that you do. Uh, thank you for having the courage to, to defend this freedom and this we live in the best country on earth and, and it's because of people like you. So, so thank you for all that you've done for that. Thank you for all that you've done for me. Um, and, and, and thanks for all that you've, you've taught me the, the love that you've given me. Um, and, and, and thanks for just leading by example, man. Thank Thank you so Mark, much, Mark and, and Michael and, and Pat, uh, I'm, uh, I'm deeply grateful for the opportunity to, uh, to speak to all the folks that follow you. Um, and and for my second opportunity to speak on the Finding Strong podcast, I, as you know, m- much love, uh, and please don't ever hesitate uh, to call on me if there's any way I can serve. Thank you so much, Josh. In- incredible interview, um, absolutely inspirational, and it was an, it was a pleasure to get to talk to you and talk you talk through some of the races with you. So thank you so much. Yeah, man, Thank definitely, you pre- definitely appreciate you coming on. You know, old Bowlegs is very grateful. Boys, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, let's let's try to uh, let's try to set something up for maybe let's do something crazy for charity up in uh, in the Motor City. Yes, yes, sir. I, I can. I got. You know, con- I got contacts. Let's do I, it. I was I was thinking about that, and I think the four of us could combine on something and and do something just really quick and. You know that would that would not be hard for us, but it could be really special for something. So, well, I'd love to uh, and, love to talk and, offline about that. Well, let's let's talk offline. Let's let's do something for uh, for Detroit Rock City. Uh, maybe maybe it'll involve the four of us in a treadmill. Sounds good. I'm in. Absolutely. Sounds good. <laughs> and uh, all right, everybody, stay strong. We would like to thank everyone for tuning in today's episode. If you can, please rate us on iTunes. You can find me on Instagram at PatXGates. You can find me on Instagram at Running. You can also find me on my website, www.markbottenhorn.com. Until next time, stay strong.